everyone, welcome to episode 24 of Tuesdays with Perry. Today we're going to talk about his governor, Ron DeSantis, activating the National Guard as hundreds of Cuban migrants arrive in Florida. Also, we're going to be talking about DeSantis considering banning China from buying Florida real estate. And we're also going to be discussing the vote for House Speaker today. So let's see if we can't get Perry on the line. Hello. Hey, Perry, how are you doing today? Hey, Rudy, how are you? Uh, doing well, thank you. How are? <laughs> how's the weather down there in Florida? Um, it is almost picture perfect. There is not a cloud in the sky today. Keep in mind, you know, I'm I'm in the uh, hinterlands of northern central Florida, and it was in the mid 70s. It was it was gorgeous today. That's awesome. Uh, I wish I was down there because it's freezing up here in the Northeast. Um, so let's get right into it. I, I want to talk a little bit about the um, vote for House Speaker. Um, there were 20 holdouts uh, from the Freedom Caucus or the Tea Party, however you want to characterize them. They were characterized in the media as insurgents, uh, insurrectionists by Brian Kilmeade, and even terrorists by uh, Patch McCain. Um, but they did hold out and get some concessions uh, in the rules package. Um, now there's going to be a 72-hour warning before voting on new legislation, giving lawmakers an opportunity to read the bill before voting on it, spending cap at 2022 levels for 10 years, federal income tax increases will require a supermajority a tax uh, task force will be formed to address House ethics reform. House Oversight Committee will be created to investigate the origins of COVID-19 with an emphasis on gain-of-function research and promises for much, much more. So I don't know uh, if you took in much of the vote. I know uh, my, my wife stayed up till the very end uh, to see exactly what happened. But um, when I saw the five or six uh, holdouts voting uh, as present, I knew that McCarthy was in. Um, well, what's your take on the whole, the whole situation there about um, 14 votes to get uh, the House Speaker in? That hasn't happened since 1923, and um, the most votes... I think it was 44 in uh, 1853, I think it was. Um, what's your take on all this? <clears throat> well, from a historical perspective, what happened in the 1920s? It was the Roaring Twenties for a reason. Now, hopefully this is a precursor to what will ultimately come two years from now, but we'll, we'll wait and see what happens two years from now. As to my opinion, well, I'm happy. I'm happy not only for the holdouts. I'm really proud of, of Matt Gates. Uh, I wish he were my congressman, although I love my congressman. Um, Lauren Boebert, um, she had a Dickens of a time with her reelective reelection. Um, fortunately, she she was there to do exactly that. So, <clears throat> and and of course the other 
Freedom Caucus. I like to call them whether it's the Freedom Caucus or I still love the Tea Partiers because I think that has more resonance and a, and a, and a more powerful, positive connotation to it than Freedom Caucus, um, even though I love Freedom Caucus. So to answer your question, I think I already have, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that they stood on principle. I'm thrilled that by standing on principle, ultimately, McCarthy got what, in my opinion, he deserves, which is the speaker's chair. If not for his leadership during the campaign, I don't know if uh, Princess Pelosi would still be in the speaker's chair or not. So there's a lot to be said. He earned this opportunity. He's not necessarily the guy. Matter of fact, he's not the guy, if I had my druthers, that would be in that chair. I would love to have someone like Representative Donalds, partially because he's from my state and because he was so, so, um, so effective during the darkest days following Ian uh, down on the southwest coast or uh, someone um, such as Gates or or even uh, Boebert. Um, I'm not going to see someone like that as speaker because the GOP won't allow it. Um, but I'm happy that McCarthy is there now. I'm happy that they have put certain, shall we call them, circuit breakers in place so that if he steps out of line, uh, we have a methodology to correct that. And so it's not everything I wanted, but it is a solid start. It is a great way to begin this new Congress. And um, all I can say to the Democrats is you better put your shit kickers on because it's going to get deep. It's going to get real deep for you guys. Yeah, and and it will uh, as we go into our next story. I, I just wanted to add it, uh, add that um, there is a limit to the House uh, Speaker's uh, ability. He's going to be on a short leash because it'll only take one House member to start uh, impeachment or removal processes of the Speaker. Um, and I just I just want to say that um, uh, the true conservatives which uh, many of the Tea Party are, are going to hold uh, the rhinos and the neocons um, uh, to account because uh, they're not going to allow uh, like these enormous budgets uh, to go through. And that was part of the dealings here was to make sure that they could break out bills to, deal, to vote on one specific thing at a time and not be able to put in all this pork or earmarks or whatever. So the conservatives, uh, people are going to be held uh, to that conservative label. If you're a true conservative, you're going to want to go along with uh, cuts to the military budget. Because if you're a conservative, even though the military budget is within the purview of, of the federal government, and that's why Republicans support it, if you're a true conservative, you want to conserve money, whether it's spending on the military or social programs or whatever. And when we're 30 trillion in debt, we're going to want to do that. But let me get into the next story here. Um, House Democrats brace for Speaker McCarthy to block their committee assignments in retaliatory strike. So as McCarthy did vow, he's going to remove Schiff and um, Eric Fartwell or Swalwell 
from uh, the Intel committee, which Swalwell shouldn't have been on the Intel committee, especially after he was found to be sleeping with a Chinese spy. And Ilan Omar is gonna be removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Um, uh, that news, I think, is breaking. Um, it hasn't been corroborated yet, but uh, I think McCarthy is gonna be true to his words. And then I wanna move on to another um, McCarthy story uh, McCarthy and Democrats unite behind a new communist uh, China committee. The era of trusting communist China is over. So first, Perry, uh, what do you think about Schiff and Ilan Omar and Eric Swalwell getting booted off their committees? Now, it was Nancy Pelosi uh, and the Democrats who started by kicking Republicans off committees. So um, what do you think about uh, this latest move by McCarthy? Well, <clears throat> the first thing I want your liberal listeners to take note of is, since it's recent history, they need to remember exactly how the lame brain media went about criticizing right-wing Republicans such as you and me for calling Princess Pelosi out, for having removed qualified people from the committee looking into impeachment for, of President Trump. Remember how they, they positioned everything. The narrative they put forward is, well, she has the right and the authority as speaker to do that. But she doesn't have the right to appoint people from our party to those chairs. And that's exactly what she did. She single-handedly went after not only people like Liz Cheney, who were, who were deemed never Trumpers, in my opinion, and I, I never thought I would say this about her father, because I truly admired him for 30 years. But as it turns out, he is corrupt, and by extension, while she was a member of, of Congress, she too was corrupt. And because Trump was a threat, to them personally, as a family, they went after him. I don't care how long Cheney claimed to be on Trump's side. She used the excuse of the lie perpetrated on the American people by the lame brain media and the Democrats that there was some insurrection of sorts on January 6th, which we all now know isn't. Now, I want your liberal listeners to further listen to what I'm saying, which is pay attention to how the media portrayed that incident and watch and see what happens in the next 72 to 96 hours if what you just uh, reported on comes to fruition. Yeah. Now I want to talk about how Fartwell, not only should be removed from that committee, he should be removed from any committee that has anything to do with anything involving commerce or national security. Yeah. I don't care if, if he's on an intelligence on, on DOD, on, uh, on anything other than, than maybe the National Weather Service. He shouldn't be on any committee yeah. that involves any type of uh, clandestine operations or sensitive materials involving the safety and security of the American people. Yeah. And then once that's done, then we need to move to have him arrested, put in a fucking handcuffs and hold off to jail 
Pelosi for being the traitor that he is, having slept with a Chinese spy and being proud of having done it. To think for one second that there was more than just pillow talk between him and Fang Fang is, is whistling worse than whistling past the graveyard. This is a man who has uh, communist leanings, whose parents are communists, and who should have never taken the oath of office because the last thing he wants to defend is the Constitution of the United States. Yeah. That has to do with, with uh, Swalwell. Right. Now, let's deal with the, with, with the pseudo-Jew from California, Adam Shitless, who needs to be hauled off in cuffs too for lying under oath, for lying to the American people, for lying at the well of the house, which is illegal and can be considered uh, actionable for removal from office. All the things that he did leading through the entire four years of Trump's first term, he needs to be prosecuted. Traitorous, yeah. He is a traitor. For sure. He needs, and if I could get within spitting distance of him, so help me God, I would not only spit on him, I would raise holy hell and call him out for being the pseudo Jew he is. (laughs) I have the right to do it. It it wouldn't take much to get your hands around his skinny little neck. Oh, (laughs) oh, let me tell you. And I would make sure that that he would turn red as a beet to, yeah, yeah. just to have the satisfaction of letting him know I could if I wanted. That little balloon head, yeah. So um, speaking of, of Swalwell, uh, his due might come because McCarthy and Dems unite behind China committee, the era of trusting communist China is over. Uh, what do you think of this? Is this committee, hopefully, because I know Trump was having, making some progress rooting out uh, the es- the network of espionage that has uh, infiltrated uh, the United States, and in my belief, particularly uh, the Democratic National Committee, but let's just deal with it uh, in academia and in uh, America in general for now. Uh, what do you think, uh, what do you think of this committee? Well... It is long overdue. It is a first step of what will be a marathon. And, I, and the reason why I say this is the, the tentacles of the CCP within our government run so long and so deep into the, the soul of the body politic of our country that it's going to take decades. And the problem is we don't have decades. So I, I, I applaud this first step. It's, you know, I want to know why, how, what is it? How, uh, how we, how, why the uh, Chinese telecommunications company who has towers as close as, uh, as hundreds of feet from our most sensitive uh, interior military bases are, is still here, let alone, whether or not they have any of their towers in operation. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to know why been, that is. They've been banned. They've been banned. The Biden, you got to give it at least uh, the Biden administration had to follow through on that. And Trump was the one that got it into works by arresting the vice president as she um, tried to cross over from Canada. Right. Um, so uh, I think Trump started the ball rolling and uh, his evidence that came out through his uh, prosecuting and inve- prosecution and investigation of such espionage 
lay, uh, left no doubt that it was going on. So any further delay by Democrats would have been um, a red flag, <laughs> a red flag. Right. But, <laughs> but intended. I don't want to I don't want to paper over this, yeah. Rudy, because yeah. we're only going on what we were told was going to happen. I, I have never seen any follow-up stories on, on whether or not this electronics giant literally has... I mean, the fact that they have been thrown out of the country doesn't mean they're still... They're not still here. Well, we got a we got a we got a big problem with not just telecommunications but electronics with TikTok. Finally, people are waking up about TikTok, which which I never even loaded on my phone because that was obvious from from day day one. Um, So it's like you said, it's a big problem. I hope it doesn't get as paranoid as McCarthy, but I think it needs to go almost as far. And I hate to even utter those words, but I think. That's true, and that leads us into our next story from Business Insider. DeSantis considers banning China from buying Florida real estate, and Business Insider said it's because he's polishing up his tough-on-China foreign policy stance amid 2024 speculation. I just think he's um, acting like a patriot, as all governors should. Some Republican governors have, um, and some states have been banning TikTok from lawmakers' phones, uh, government workers' phones, and such. So I think people are starting to wake up to this fact. What do you think about your governor banning China from buying Florida real estate? I think it should be a nationwide, but, um, you know, you're living in a free state there, so it must be great. Well, and, and the key word here is free. And free means the freedom to do as we please. Now, I'm going to try and put this into proper context. I'm not sure if I stand 100% behind his his view on this. Um, to say to use the word China generically, um, I'm not 100% behind. There are many. Most people are not aware of this, but for any Chinese national to be able to travel abroad, the first thing they have to be before they even get an education is an avowed um, member of the communist Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. Not every Chinese person, not every, let me rephrase that, not every Chinese national who travels abroad specifically to the United States and by a microcosm, the state of Florida, has ill will in their... I think I lost you. Sorry about that. I had I, I had a call come in. I had to dump it. Yeah, no um, so I don't know what you heard on that last comment, but my I always look for the good in every individual, right. even if they are a member of the Communist Party, right. because not every communist is a communist that wants to do freedom harm yeah. because they are mandated to be a Communist Party member. So having said that, if a Communist Party member from the country of China comes to my state and wants to buy a house or wants to buy 10 acres of land, I'm not going to stand in their way. But I tell you one thing for damn sure. I want the state of Florida to keep a really close eye on that person. <laughs> yeah. I think That's he, what I want. Yeah, I think he's talking about uh, Chinese business, which, as you know, in a socialist country that all businesses based in china the communist party has to own the controlling share of 
and therefore has to a, a, a company like a citizen, uh, a native citizen of China might be and usually is required to spy for the CCP. So he might be talking about Chinese business, which I think is a bigger threat than let's say a Chinese citizen. So I have to agree on you there, give everybody a chance. Um, I'm more worried about um, business being fronts for espionage. Um, and if you well, they're, 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 it's not that they might be, they are fronts for espionage. And, and from that, but that's where I'm saying I want clarification. Yeah. I, I, I do not want any Chinese company. I don't care if they manufacture hammers. I don't want them putting, not only do I not want them putting an assembly plant in my state or in my country, I don't want them putting a plant in, ha in Haiti. <laughs> as much as I want the Haitian people to be to finally come into the 21st century by having an infrastructure and having an opportunity to earn a decent living, the last thing I want is the Chinese, which they're doing in Central and South America. And Africa. I've just yep. come from there. Yep. I've seen it myself. Okay, I'm telling you, that's what I'm most concerned about. Yep. And so, yeah, you and I are in total agreement. I just wanted to clarify. Uh, the differences between individual versus state. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope some of the listeners out there and some of the people understand the level of espionage that's going on in this country right under our nose and really quite flagrantly. Um, so I want to go into this other story here about migrants. DeSantis activates National Guard as hundreds of Cuban migrants arrive in, in, in Florida. I guess they closed a, a national park down there. Uh, Grand Tortuga, is it? Um, no, it's, it's dry it, tortuga. It's no. The dry tortugas. Yes. Yeah. So I understand that that national park was closed for a while because all the uh, Cuban boat people were showing up and um, by boat. Um, so what do you think about na uh, the National Guard activated and uh, migrants, illegal migrants arriving in Florida? Could you have a quick comment on that? Well, so much for wet foot, dry foot policy. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter if it's yeah. a national park or private property. Yeah. Um, I, I have a very, very tender place in my heart for the Cuban people. I always have. Um, and so when any Cuban manages to make it across the deadly straits of Florida, they're known as the Florida Straits for a reason. Um, I, instantaneously want to help i want to sponsor because i know the cuban people like i know the back of my hand and they are an amazing microcosm of latin america and so um to me it's completely different than what's going on through texas what's about to happen even more so in in arizona Doug Ducey, what the hell are you doing the dirty work of of Uncle Joe by taking down the, um, well, the barrier you well, put it's up? it's Katie Hobbs now. She's been sworn in. Oh, she was sworn in. Well, that explains yeah. everything. Um, <laughs> so, there, yeah, she's. I guess she's taking down those containers. That's right. I've forgotten. And, and I've forgotten how, how far into January we already are. Everybody's yeah. been sworn in. Yeah. So, um. Uh, I appreciate the comment on that. Uh, just uh, what, on two minutes, I just like your reaction on what's going on in Brazil, 
It's been almost uh, 80 days or 90 days of protests. Millions of people in Brazil protesting the election there. They stormed uh, the Capitol there in their own January 6th on January 8th. And um, also some uproar in Brazil. Um, and, and of course, people are getting arrested. And it looks like, it seems like in Brazil that they purposely had, and this sounds familiar, purposely had lax security so they could go on, um, you know, go draconian on the protesters uh, following this thing. So they, I, it looks like it was a lie hop. They let it happen um, so they can go full bore on the opposition and because the protests have been going on for so many days. A quick uh, one-minute one minute comment on that or two-minute comment? Well, um the Nazis learned in the 1930s from the communists of America, as well as the communists from the revolutionaries of Lenin in, um, in Mother Russia. And the socialists and Marxists then in the 1950s, led by people like Saul Alinsky, learned from history. It's now repeated itself twice in the last two years. They paid attention, the Brazilian socialists paid attention to how the communist forces within the Democrat Party were able to solidify their power by doing what they did during January 6th of 2021. And so they simply repeated the same recipe. And the thing that I'm most concerned about with regard to the Brazilian people you know, I have several Brazilian nationalist friends who immigrated to this country and obviously to Florida. And we've talked about um, the tremendous, I'm just going to call it what it is, the tr tremendous scam that was perpetrated upon the Brazilian people with their presidential election a couple of months ago. And um, they they are very scared about what's going to happen to the families and friends they've left behind in Brazil because they've seen what happened and is continuing to happen in this country. So um, I'm not surprised, Rudy. I'm deeply troubled by it because this is how authoritarianism, which is what we're living in now uh, around most of the world, including our country, this is how an authoritarianism later turns into um, something much more dark. Yeah. And that's, where, that's the next step. That's where I see things going. So I hope I'm wrong, but you know what? The Brazilian people don't have the same constitution we have, and they don't have all the rights we have, which is exactly what the prior administration was trying to do is give more freedom to the people of Brazil. And that's not what's going to take place now. Not it's under, going to be not under Lula. No, that's right. That's yeah. right. It's going to be the polar opposite. My fear is he's going to do even worse than what the Democrats have done in this country by going after um, people who, who disagree with them politically 
we still, you know, something that a lot of your listeners, especially li- the liberals in, in that li- that are on your listen to your podcast, are unaware of. There are still several people from January sixth that are rotting in jail oh, at this sure. very moment. Oh, many, yeah, there are quite a few. Now, my 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 question to all these liberals that listen to you is, why aren't they outraged by what is going on? Yeah, it's because not. it's not them. Yeah, that's all that matters to them. Yeah. So that's my fear for the for the for the uh, Brazilian people is that they've had a, a small, a brief taste of, of of freedom. And I see it being eviscerated as you and I speak. Yeah. Oh, oh no, it was a lot. And there's a lot of support for Bolsonaro that the liberals don't want to admit from the indigenous peoples of Brazil, from the Amazonian people. Um, it's really it's quite a shame. I appreciate your um your take on that, Perry. We're going to leave it there for this week, and uh, we'll catch up next week. Okay, bro? Sounds great. Have have a, a great week, Rudy. Try to stay warm. Burn as much carbon as you can. <laughs> uh, Speaking of which, that's become I'm going to leave you. I'm, that's, I'm become, gonna, that's become I'm my new hobby. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with this. Yeah. It was just announced yesterday in the Epic Times, there was an article, the Biden administration is now going after gas, gas not gasoline, yeah. gas-powered appliances. Gas stoves, yeah, I reported that earlier. Yeah, that's not a okay. surprise. It's a war <laughs> It's a war on combustion, what people don't realize. And I made this, um, I was talking to somebody earlier, I made the equation, is Prometheus has come back for his fire. <laughs> <laughs> and, and But what's worse about this is that leaves only one source of energy available for people to uh, power every appliance in their home, and that's electricity. At the same time I say that, what are we doing? We're moving away from fossil fuels, and we're going towards the the so-called green fuels that are going to force us to ration yep. how we, uh, we energize our homes, which yep. means there's going to be a lot of liberals taking cold showers in the future <laughs> yeah. if, if Biden is capable of pulling this off. Yeah, they're, they're going to, the plan for the new world order is to plunge us into neo-feudalism, but people don't realize that. They think they're going to be on the winning side and we're all right. going to lose about 90% of us. Perry, man, great to talk to you. Uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds great. Take all care right. now. All right, see ya. Bye-bye. Be careful how you use it. <laughs> there goes Perry, episode 24 of Tuesdays with Perry. Yeah, we got a lot to look forward to. Neo-feudalism. They're going to not just take away uh, your gas-powered vehicle. They're going to take away your gas stove. They're going to take away... It's a war on combustion. You know, in some states, they don't allow uh, wood fires in your fireplace or outside or certainly not wood-burning furnaces. Uh, So I think the war is on combustion itself. Um, and that will leave non-combustion sources for energy generation, which will drive up the prices, uh, which means most people won't be able to afford electricity, which they'll, which will keep them away from everything, including the font of knowledge, which is the internet we know. All right, so for me, that's it for us. Tuesdays with Perry. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, if you're tuning in uh, just for Tuesdays with Perry, if not, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out.